0: This is not a very uh I don't know, uplifting episode of Mangum Laughs. We're not super excited to be doing this one. Actually it's a sort of a quick emergency pod where we wanted to get on and just do our thoughts on the passing of Norm MacDonald. Uh BJ, how are you
1: today? Um I'm, I'm doing alright today. It was interesting to really see the impact of, of his death sort of ripple out amongst a lot of the comics that, that I follow. Um so it's sort of, uh, it's been interesting. So how's your how's, how's your day been going? Um,
0: yeah, my day's good. I um, Yeah, I, so I wanted to do this where we talk about Norm because exactly what you said, which is that he was, I think, God, it's such a trite saying, so shoot me for saying this, but the comics comic, right? He's a guy yeah. that always got the comics to laugh. And like, you can't overstate like how, how important that, how difficult that is to do. And, uh, obviously there was a huge outpouring for Norm when he Mm -hmm. passed. Apparently he'd been battling cancer for nine years and nobody knew about it. That's a very Norm thing to have done. Um, that was very much on brand. How much of his stuff did you really know about intake, uh, fan of that sort of thing?
1: Um, I've known about some of his stuff. I, he's not somebody that I've, and, and took as much as some other comics but my immediate go-to my like my image of him is is Turd ferguson and i know like that's not the, the right one to go with sort of um that's not like the you know appreciating him as a comedian but um it probably wasn't my first exposure to him but because uh, the Celebrity Jeopardies were being passed around when I first got into college. And I want to say we watched sort of all of them through quite a number of times. Like, that's sort of the image that I have of him fixed in my mind. Um, and so it's funny because, like, that's 100% not his style of humor i mean it still has some of his cadence and stuff like that but you know it, it just doesn't really encapsulate what he who he is as a comic and like the types of jokes that he tells
0: yeah i feel like he's one of those comics where the mo- people didn't necessarily know him for his stand-up mm-hmm. if you ask people what do you know norm mcdonald for uh it's a lot of weekend update it's a lot of the celebrity yep. jeopardy stuff and you know he really was only on snl for a very short amount of time um, yeah. and he got he got he got fired. Actually, do you know why he got fired from SNL? Uh,
1: no, I don't. <laughs> um,
0: so he uh, he got fired from SNL because he kept doing OJ jokes, and the owner of NBC uh, was a big OJ uh, was a big friend of OJ's.
1: Hmm, that's
0: so kind uh, of a weird. He, yeah, he just kept. He just kept crushing OJ because it was around the time of the OJ trial. Yeah. Um, and finally, the, the the head of NBC just finally fired him. And Norm had this great response to it. He went on like the late night shows and he said, he should have fired me because they told me to stop doing it. And I didn't I didn't stop. So it's totally fine. Like, I'm not mad. Like, it's all good. Like, it was such a Norm response. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally cool. He should have done it. But his him lighting up OJ night after night during that during that period is just amazing uh my one of my favorite lines ever uttered on saturday night live was the the weekend after oj was found not guilty and the whole world was blowing up i mean this is like the biggest story and it it goes to norm and everyone's wondering what norm's going to say because he's been crushing O.J. for this entire period and he just goes well it's finally official Murder is legal in the state of California, and it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah complete deadpan, perfect timing, perfect everything. One of the best thing ever uttered in my mind on Saturday Night Live. It just crushed in like a whole generation of people just hysterically laughing.
1: Um, it, it's interesting because like the uh, other story that I. Was familiar with, but I didn't, for whatever reason, immediately associate with him just because, I don't know how bad my memory is, um, where he kind of got kicked out of the state of Iowa.
0: <laughs> Tell that one. Um, Tell that
1: one. <laughs> so apparently he gets invited and some of the, the stories differ, but it was either the Iowa State Fair or like at University of Iowa. And uh he's booked... Uh, to go do stand-up there. And supposedly, unbeknownst to him, this is a family affair. This is like grandparents, parents, children, uh, not really his usual crowd. And when they get there, the uh, whoever is organizing is basically like, all right, well, this is a family thing, so you have to be clean. And so the comedians that go before him... Um, I think it was a, a lot of his compatriots from SNL, so they're doing impressions, they're doing their thing. Relatively family-friendly, no issues. And Norm goes up and just starts making really awful sex jokes. And and at least one of the accounts was he was talking <laughs> about a porn that he saw of like either some dude having sex with a pig or a pig having sex with a woman. And he's just going on about this and just like the crowd is leaving and he yeah. just doesn't bat an eye and just keeps going and you know talks about you know and he's trying to jerk off to it and and just these these grandparents are like grabbing their their uh, young children and just leaving in droves and and uh, he was asked not to come back um unsurprisingly I did, a, I did a small amount of stand-up comedy in my, in my 20s, and I can tell
0: you that uh, uh, the best thing about stand-up comedy, other than like doing well, and do, when you do well in stand-up comedy, it's a, it's like a high that you just like, you can't really describe. Other than that, it's sitting around with other comics and talking, and it, inevitably, almost every conversation you have with other comics, this is happening all around the world, everywhere, they're going, hey, what if I just went up and did X? Like, And they all are like like talking about, I could go up and do something that would Mm -hmm. be funny to just us. And Norm was one of the only comedians at his level that would go do that thing. Like whatever that conversation was about, man, wouldn't it be funny if I just went up and just told sex jokes at this family friendly iOS fair, like, and everybody goes, ha, that's so funny. And Norm would go up and do it. Like, and that's why all the other
1: comedians loved him so much is would do shit like that. I also imagine him just like not telling people, but like well, there's beforehand, some of that too, sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and just like having that conversation like a month beforehand, and then just doing it, and everyone's just like, "Oh, like yeah, I guess we talked about that like a month ago, but you're doing it." Um,
0: Yeah, but or I mean, even if it's not like something they have Actually talked about, it's in the same vein, right? It's that type of thing that like comedians think Like, man, it would be funny if I just did this thing No one else is going to understand it I'll bomb completely But man, that would be funny And he does it like My favorite Norm memory is I'll go ahead and get to it Is he um, So this is the Bob Saget roast And they, you know Bob Saget insists on inviting Norm even though comedy central is not too keen on norm doing it and norm goes almost last. And at the time I was dating um, someone who I I lived with and uh, we weren't, it wasn't going great. Let me just say that it it wasn't, we weren't just crushing it as a couple. And uh, I came home and I had had a couple drinks out with my friends and she wasn't super pleased about that. And I said, okay, whatever. Like, let's just turn on this comedy central roast. Let's watch the comedy central roast of Bob Saget and Norm comes up and everyone is done doing their normal roast thing, right? Like making fun of Bob Saget for being like a dirty comic or being on a crappy TV show, full house or whatever it is. or America's fun to see videos. And he goes up and he gives this deadpan, like If you've never seen it, you should check it out. Deadpan joke, non-joke thing. He tells this super long moth joke in the middle of it. Um, which he's done on late night shows too. the moth joke is incredible. And he just deadpans this thing and uh, he loses the audience completely. The, the in-house audience that's there. They don't understand it. The dais is dying. Bob Saget is falling over laughing. I'm cracking up. And this, this girl I'm dating looks at me and goes, I don't know. I don't understand this. Like this is terrible. Like why isn't he telling jokes? And I remember thinking this isn't going to work. (laughs) <laughs> like, I just not going to, we're not going to be able to make this work, me and you, because if you don't understand what Norm is doing here, our personalities are so far apart. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. And it was like one of those like a uh, straw that breaks the camel back type situations where she didn't yeah. understand that Norm set. And it, it went down as one of the most iconic sets in all of the roast history that all these roasts at Comedy Central's have done because it was so different and it was so obvious that he thought and in Norm's mind it was I got invited to this thing to make my friend Bob laugh. Like that's what his his that's the invitation. He didn't care about the audience there, the audience at home. He did what he could to make Bob Saget laugh. And he did, and it was it was just an all-timer. If you haven't ever seen it, you should totally check that out on YouTube. It's it's great.
1: Um and that sort of falls really into my impression of Like, the role that he played in in comedy, to me, feels like sort of a bridge from, like, the old school comedians to the new school comedians. And there there are a couple that sort of still do similar things, Um, but I'm sort of talking about, like, the Don Rickles school of comedy, where it's super quick, it's super sharp, it's kind of insulting, but not in a, like, mean way. Um, But, like, super sharp, cutting, insulting, again, but, like, in a friendly way. And he sort of bridges that with the sort of more modern style of storytelling, like comedy storytelling, where it's less jokes and more personal, funny stories and either made up or, or things that, you know, a little bit more happened that, um, are sort of endemic to, to, I would say most like top tier comedy these days. I mean, Kevin Hart does it, um, Neil Brennan does it, you, I mean, Chappelle does it, I mean, sort of, this is what the bread and butter of comedy is now. And, and it, it really feels like he was sort of the bridge between those worlds and because he has sort of both of those things going on, his stories aren't anywhere near as long, but he does, and he does still have sort of those rapid fire punches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And he also had like the little dusting of Mitch Hetberg in there. in mm-hmm. that he would just like, kind of like seem spacey and out of it. And he would just launch into something and you'd be like, what, where is this going? And then it would land on this perfectly timed, perfectly done, Punchline that maybe takes you five six seconds To catch up with Um, So yeah he he did he certainly did A lot of that I think maybe the The thing that I'll I'll always like probably think about With Norm other than that Bob Saget roast Is how he did the late night shows Mm -hmm. He seemed to be Like he certainly was Letterman's One of Letterman's favorite but he certainly Seemed to be like Conan one of Conan's favorite too He did you ever see Him on any doing interviews on any
1: of the late night shows um, I've seen a couple, um, but not really, like I, 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 I meant to pull them up. I did, a, I, I, looked at a little bit of his, uh, his show where he was interviewing people with Letterman, um, and some of his other stuff earlier, just cause as, as sort of, I mentioned, like, you know, I haven't been watching as much standup as, as I was at at one point, but, um, he's sort of in that list of comics.
0: Well, like, the thing that was so great is that, you know, those guys are funny. Like, to get that job, you got to be funny, right? Letterman's Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. funny. Say what you will. Jay Leno is funny. Whatever. He is funny. Um, All these guys are funny. And they recognize funny. But they have to do, like, three of these interviews a night, five nights a week. Like, it is, you can tell it wears on them and it gets boring. And Norm was such a, uh, like, they were always so excited to get Norm because they knew they were going to get something different. He was going to come out. It wasn't going to be the normal like, yeah, you know, let me tell you this story about my kids and let me, you know, round out by telling you about how great it was to film this movie with The Rock, right? None of that (laughs) from Norm. Even if he was there to plug something, you didn't hear about, you never heard about what he was plugging. He had to be a nightmare for his agent because he never plugged anything, right? And he would (laughs) go out there and just tell these wacky stories. He would, sometimes he'd go out there with nothing. And he would just sit there and go, yeah, how are you? And it would just slay whoever it was, because they knew that, like, obviously he had jokes and he was doing this just to just to swerve on them, just to give them something different. He was always so, so great on those late night shows. But again, that's another example of when he would go out and he would do something and it would the other comedian there would recognize how brilliant it was, would laugh. I'd be at home, tickled pink watching it. But the vast majority of people out there we're watching it going like a but a thinking he's bombing like thinking he's trying and bombing or b thinking he's telling like that whatever he's doing isn't funny at all
1: yeah he has this sense of timing that's off classical senses of timing i would say that that is just great i mean Mm -hmm. it's kind of like sort of ragtime, where, like, he has that normal beat, like, he knows what it is, and then he'll sometimes just use a completely different one. And it's masterful. Like, it's great. You know, his... I mean, it. there is a, a sense of camp to it every so often. well, He'll just sort of, like, look at the person and be like, I am going to make a joke. You're going to have to wait for it a little bit. And I know it's funny. Um, but... The way that that he uses his pauses, he uses like a sentence structure, pausing in really weird places, um, things like that is just, it's so interesting. And it's definitely, it's like you have to understand comedy really well to get how hard what he's doing is and that it's really funny. And it's a very weird like technical thing for him to do in that way
0: yeah yeah he did he did have a different different cadence and a different way of dropping his punchlines that kept the audience very unsettled um not knowing when it was coming oftentimes not knowing that that was the punchline right because we're so used to beat 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 pause punchline <laughs> everybody laughed and he would sometimes would hit, hit his punchline in such a way that the audience wouldn't even know that that was the end of the joke or that was his point Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, it wasn't for everybody. Right. But it was absolutely for me. I don't know that he was the funniest comic that I've ever seen. Like, but he might be the guy who made me laugh the hardest. Like Norm always made me be like word for word. Like, you know, you do like pound for pound fighters word for word. He might be the guy who made me laugh more than anyone else.
1: Yeah. just because, And uh,
0: it was always so different. And I, I never
1: I never knew which way he was going. And I think that's sort of one of the things that is sort of hard to recognize in certain comedians when a lot of what they do is stand up where he really shines working off somebody else. And, you know, it's a little bit disappointing that, you know, his heyday was in some ways before the podcast scene, because I think like he would have done incredibly in it. Oh, gosh. Oh, what a good point. He would have crushed it on a podcast. And... You know, his stand-up's good, his SNL work is good, a lot of his work is good, but it's not anywhere as freeform and free-flowing as I think, like, ha- what he does is. And and as, you know, to your point, like, when he was on The Tonight Shows and he could have a little bit of that, not as much as maybe he would like because there are places that you have to keep it clean and, and <laughs> The Tonight Shows or, and The Late Night Shows or whatever is one of those places. Um, and so, you know, he can't really let loose as as much as he might might be able to nowadays where, like, you can just do whatever you want. Um, and I think that, that he is one of those comics that, as I mentioned, you know, Don Rickles and, and sort of those older comedians really have that, like, really sharp, quick wit, very deadpan. Um, and, I mean, he just... He just had it. I, there was a, um, there. I mean, there are interviews that are more recent that he's done that are just hilarious because of that.
0: Yeah, and he wrote for Roseanne. He like she when she had that. She got that show. She brought Norman, and mm-hmm. Norm used to tell the funniest stories about how Roseanne was a nightmare. But like, obviously from a place of love, he obviously loves Roseanne Barr. But like, he would also tell these stories about how she would just. Get mad at the producers, you know, screw up filming or you know, all the stuff we know about Roseanne, right? We know Roseanne's not easy to work with. Um, yeah. But he had a really great way of being able to tell a story about someone, poke fun at them, but obviously show that he still really liked them. And I think that was really big among comedians, right? Because he never – Roseanne gave him his first big break. He never threw her under the bus the way a lot of people have done Roseanne over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you... So I sent you a book called Running the Light. Yeah. Um, have you read any of that yet? Yeah, I've read a good chunk of it. Okay. Um, have you got to the part where Norm is introduced?
1: Uh, no, I haven't yet. I, he's okay. still okay. sort of in his, yeah, like wandering stand-up stage. Well,
0: it, 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 it's not... I mean, I'm not telling you how he gets introduced or anything, but Norm is in the book. And mm-hmm. the reason it's important is because this comedian who wrote Running the Light, I'm blanking on his name right now, um,
1: yeah, I you put can, it downstairs. Can, yeah, I'll do that. You can look
0: it up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wrote this book. He's a stand-up comedian, and he wrote it during COVID when he couldn't go out and do anything. Now, we are going to review this book on mm-hmm. Mangum Laughs. The, probably the next pod you're going to get from us on Mangum Laughs will be me, BJ, and Spencer reviewing this book. And I find the book very interesting because he... Again, he wrote it during COVID when he couldn't go out and do stand-up. And he, he kind of created a character that's a mashup of every sort of road comic he's ever been around. But he needed to introduce a example of a comedian who lived a straight-edge life. Yeah. As to... to
1: Sam Talent.
0: Sam Talent, right. yeah. Yeah. Yep, same talent. And he needed to introduce a comedian that was a polar opposite of this road comic who's out there drinking and doing drugs and all this stuff. And he wanted to introduce a comic that was sort of the stable comic who, you know, has his shit together. And it's Norm that he picked. <laughs> and, you know, Norm in the book is is portrayed as, like, being backstage, everything very much under control. He's, like, sipping a beer and eating a piece of salmon, like, He's just like a normal, healthy yeah. guy, um, and I think that's that's interesting because I think that's how a lot of comics saw him. Now, mm-hmm. one thing I'll tell you about Norm, this might surprise you, is that Norm was a big time Christian. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, he would he never I don't think that ever really bled into his comedy, but he would actually get in long winded, well, you know, well meaning, not like angry, but long winded arguments with comedians about religion um and specifically about his christianity so like that's another that was one thing that like i wish that like the vast majority of norm fans could have like been a fly on the wall for those conversations because i think it would have blown your mind like yeah hearing him like fussing with like louis ck about like how you know jesus was a real guy like it's <laughs> the lord and savior had to be fucking a trip for all these comedians but you know he had this belief um and he held it close to him obviously, but it certainly didn't affect his comedy. I don't think most people ever would have pegged him for like a religious guy. And I mean that in a good way, right? Because a lot of people who let their religion bleed into their comedy um, is it, especially Christianity. Um, I, I think that um, the, the, the Jewish comics that I traditionally have done it better. Um, but the Christian comics uh, that I have seen very often, they will let it bleed into their comedy and it almost starts to get angry or mm-hmm. it gets so light that, um, the punchlines aren't scary anymore because you know that you know the, the, you know the guardrails are very thin for them. Yeah. Um, but Norm never got into that, right? He never had that mold of that Christian comic.
1: Yeah, and I wonder sort of the like the strain of Christianity that that he practices. You know, how much that that affects that because I mean there are definitely comedians that are a lot cleaner, straighter, narrower, and and. You know how much that informs their, the comedy that they can do and the topics that they can touch, and and Norm definitely wasn't one to shy away from uh, anything. No, and and so um, it it's sort of interesting that I, it would have been very interesting to see like how he does things the next couple of years because, I mean he he hasn't been quite as active, but. I think that his response to cancel culture among a lot of comedians is a good one, where it's just like, you have to listen to everything that I say. And this is a very common refrain amongst comedians, but he doesn't do it in an angry way. Um, he, he sort of does it in a self-deprecating way, which I think is sort of like a, just an interesting response to, like, I'm going to go places that we're all uncomfortable with, and I'm going to try and make it funny and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. But like you need to listen to everything that I'm going to say rather than cherry pick or, or, or immediately get outraged. Um, yeah.
0: And Ch- Chappelle did that, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Chappelle did that. But I feel like Chappelle did that in a way that like he sort of came out as in a. Fuck you, audience! Don't exactly. do this. Shit it was to
0: aggressive. Me. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. very
1: aggressive and confrontational. But it was the same message. You're actually right. Yeah. And, and and whereas you know Norm said it briefly on you know his last special, which is like, well, this is why I don't. I, I we ask you not to record because like I'm never going to get a job again if you know if you do this, and and I don't want that. And you probably don't want that because at least some of you like me. So, it's just you know a different a different attitude and a different approach that I think. What wasn't unique to him, but given his place in comedy, I think was was something that was really nice to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Chappelle did it, but he would come out and he'd say, "Ah, fuck you. Like you. Yeah, yeah you're right. But Norm had a, had a softer touch uh, in pretty much everything he did, really, than a lot of those comedians. Um, so, yeah, I guess my concluding thoughts on Norm is that um, completely underappreciated comedian 100% probably on the far pole of underappreciated comedians for the mass general public but I think that's the way he wanted it he never mm-hmm. never seemed to want to play to the large audience and that's why he's so special so valued um, so highly regarded among comedians and people I think who take in a lot of comedy and are open yeah. to a lot of comedy because I, I, Norm is a great poll for me you know if I hear somebody say I really love stand up comedy you know, that's a, Norm is a great name to throw out there because if you if the person goes oh yeah I never really got his stuff you're like ah okay all right What are you a Russell Peters fan like okay got it like all good <laughs>
1: um, not my not my cup of tea right yeah and I mean to to go along with that I mean war is not the, the right word but I think that there are a lot of comedians that um, I would say Jessel Nick. Um, and a couple of others sort of in more of his group, no longer have the, like the mentorship and, and sort of the way forward that that uh, that McDonald had like put forward. because, you know, there are a whole host of other comedians that that are doing other things. They're doing the, the stories they're 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 advertising themselves differently they're getting new fans differently and i think that it'll be interesting to see you know if just some of them have to step up or whatever else because you know they do, no longer have sort of quite the same path to follow
0: yeah yeah i agree um yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And I thought your point about how Norm would have done well on podcasts is, a, is a, another really good one. God, can you imagine? He also, one thing we need to talk about with Norm before we, we call, go off is, did you ever follow his Twitter account?
1: Uh, no, but I did read a handful of his tweets that were, there are a lot of comedians that get a lot of blowback for their tweets. And I'm sort of surprised he didn't get more. Oh, he did. He definitely did. He got
0: crushed. And he what, what I what my so I followed Norm, obviously, and I, I I know enough about Norm to know that a lot of the crap he was putting out there was the exact same type of stuff he would do on stage. Right. Which was mm-hmm. playing to a specific audience, not genuine. Um, and I knew it was going to alienate a lot of people. And one of my favorite games to play was uh, Norm would post a tweet and I'd read it and go, all right how many followers does he have? I'm going to check back in 24 hours and see how many he loses. Cause he's going to lose at least 10,000 on this one. You know, and yeah. you could play the game because he would, he would routinely put tweet things and lose 20, 30,000 people who were following him, which most comedians would lose their shit if they lost that many. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I guess the, the metric that I was holding him up to was slightly different. And a comedian that has less uh, personal self-preservation <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, he just didn't care.
0: No, didn't care. Great Twitter account. Would have been a great podcaster. That was a very good point. Anything else you want to say on Norm before we wrap
1: up? Um, I mean, it's interesting when there are sort of, he's not, he's sort of a middle of the pack kind of in terms of, of how famous he is. But it's sort of interesting when, I mean, we'll have to see the impact and loss that um, he has through, through the community of comedy. And, and it's fascinating to me how quickly outpouring of, of loss from comedians across the spectrum was. And, you know, it just doesn't... It's definitely not the same for a lot of other comedians. and Because as you said, he's, he's a comedian's comedian rather than to the masses.
0: Yeah, absolutely he was. Um, I don't think most people would have thought of him as an A-plus, top-tier comic, but I think that people who know comedy would, and I think comedians would. And hopefully that, that is, um, that's the, the type of compliment he would want people. A couple idiots on the podcast talking about him to say. <laughs> um, Norm MacDonald, all-timer, uh, I'll always value his work, going to miss the guy. Uh, but anyway, thank you, BJ, for, for jumping on and doing this with me i uh, just wanted to get our our thoughts on norm because he was such a uh, transcendent uh really really um really interesting and really impactful comic for me personally so i'm glad we got our thoughts down uh about him so r.i.p norm uh next thing we're going to do on this channel is we're going to review the book running the light by sam talent if you want to get a jump on reading it please do if you're going to order the book order it from his website I feel very strongly about this. Order the book from the man's website because he gets more money that way. He actually sends them out of his garage. Uh, what a stand-up comedian thing to do! It's like such back of the envelope, like living out of my fucking 1989 Corolla type type of shit that Sam Talents doing. He has the books in his garage and he'll send them to you if you order them off his website. But anyway, great book and a lot to talk about with that. And I look forward to talking to BJ and Spencer about it when the time comes sounds good yep so thank you all for joining us here on mangum labs we'll be back at some point in the future reviewing running light thanks for listening see ya